All right. So let's see. We have one winner. We have one champion of truth. And it is, drum roll. Welcome to Working Code with your three hosts who never make off by one errors, Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim. Okay, here we go. It is show number 117. And on today's show, we're going to champion... I'm so- Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> going we're, to crown. We we're going to crown our, our champions of truth. Uh, I, don't, I can't tell. You know what? Leave it. I, I was going to say, maybe we'll do it again, but leave it. We're, gonna, <laughs> uh, uh, we're just going to go with it. But first, as usual... Oh, and then, of course, in addition to that, we have a topic. And on today's show, we're going to discuss things that we know we should be doing but we just aren't because reasons. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But as usual, we will start with our triumphs and fails. we got the whole crew back here. Welcome back, Carol. Yeah, thanks, guys. So why don't we start with you then? Sure, I can kick us off. I'm going to go with a big old triumph because there's nothing like a good kick in the butt to motivate you to do something you've been wanting to do for a while. So as you know, got my position got cut a few weeks back and I've just been like, I'm going to take my month off and I'm going to do my taxes and pack my house and do things that I've just not had time to do. But also in the meantime, my husband and I have been talking about the plan for our future. And we're going to go the route of, I'm going to air quote this, so you know this is being air quoted, of start my own company. And that Mm -hmm. I want to start consulting and contracting work for a while. I don't want to work for anyone. I want to make some decisions about my career that aren't related to a direction of a company. And the only way to do that is to be independent for a little bit. So we're going to do that for, you know, probably the next year or so until we get to probably two more stations. And then if it's not working for me, then I'll bounce back into the, okay, I'll take a job and work for someone. But hopefully by that point, I'll have a solid foundation and maybe a few other people working with me. We'll just see how it goes. But it's definitely been the motivation I needed to go start it and go do something different and take control of my career path rather than driving my career path based off what the company needs. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Do you have uh, any specific ideas about what it is you want to be doing? Are you talking consulting or? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely wanting to consult and contract for a bit. I have three positions right now that want me to start in March. One would be basically coding, which was going to force me to learn some React that I've been wanting to do for a while, which that's fine. The other is they need some organization skills as far as they have structured the company very poorly. And now they need <laughs> someone to come in and figure out how to un structure the mess and get it fixed and then some management stuff as well. So I'm probably only going to pick up two of them at first. And then the third would be later down the road if I have time for it. Cool. 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 Do you, have you decided to talk to anyone who's like been contracting for a while about, you know, things they wish they knew when they started out? Yeah, actually, that's my plan for next month. You guys know Nolan, right? Nolan Eric. I think it's how you say his last name. He's a great, great reference for that stuff. And then Steve Withington as well. Like both of them are very close friends of mine. And I know that they would point me in the right direction. So I'm going to reach out to both of them and see what they can, you know, warn me about up front and get any advice they have before I, you know, get too deep. But definitely that's my March plan. That's cool. Yeah, cool. I was definitely going to recommend Nolan. Yeah, he's so amazing and so great in the community. He's quality. Mm-hmm. And just a great guy, too. Yeah, yeah. completely agree. But that's and me. I, and, he, and he has a platinum record. 
Really? Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. So Nolan, you know, he writes a lot of music and he's in a, been in a band forever. Yeah. He wrote a song that got picked up by some Brazilian band and became like a huge hit down in Brazil. Really? What? I no because idea. he wrote it. He's on the, you know, he's yeah. on the platinum record. So that is yeah. so cool. Yeah. Just Fair. another reason why Nolan's great. Yeah. That's me. I'm winning all the way around. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. What about you, Adam? What you got going on? I'm also going to go with a triumph this week. We, well, so this is a triumph built on the back of some, let's call it an embarrassing fail. Some jackhole who shall remain nameless, who happens <laughs> to have two thumbs, created some database clusters on encrypted storage. And we had a whole bunch of EC2 computers on AWS whose hard drives were not encrypted at rest. And so as we've been going through this whole SOC 2 compliance thing, we discovered these things. And I, I think I mentioned last week about how the SOC 2 compliance stuff, you know, helped us find things that we were paying for and not using. And, and so that was a, a bonus. And this is mostly stuff that we're going to keep, but now, you know, we're doing the right thing and getting it encrypted at rest, which is something that we want to do. You know, this is, again, it's another case of it's the right thing to do. It's just annoying to go through the process. Anyway, so last Sunday, I spent some time basically jumping through a bunch of hoops to encrypt the EBS volumes on our EC2 machines that were unencrypted. And I can actually walk you through it real quick. So because you can't just like have a running machine and say encrypt the, the drive. Yes. What is, e what is EBS? Uh, it's elastic block storage, I believe. Basically, it's the the hard drive that you can hook up to an EC2 machine. So EC2 is just like, give me a VMware instance, right? right. And and then you you can have they they manage the hard drive separately, so you can have huh. you know you can create uh, storage volumes and yeah. attach them to different machines. Yep. And so you can't just say, okay, I've got a running EC2 machine. I don't want to have downtime, so just go ahead and encrypt the volume. That would be nice, but you can't do it. So here's what you have to do. You have to snapshot the volume, which you can do while the machine is running. But if the machine is running, then it is possible for changes to continue to be made to the contents of that volume, right? So if you're outputting a lot of files or something, then then this that wouldn't work for you. In that case, you would want to stop the machine first and then snapshot the, the volume. Once you have the volume snapshotted, it's, it's, since it's an unencrypted volume, your snapshot is unencrypted. But you can take the, the snapshot and you can make a copy of the snapshot and the, the copy can be an encrypted copy. And then so once you have an encrypted copy, you can create an encrypted volume from your encrypted copy. And then, so now you've got an encrypted volume that's identical to your unencrypted volume. And now your machine has stopped. So you just detach the unencrypted volume and you attach the encrypted volume in its place, making sure that the device name is the same. And there's you know other little minor details they have to be in the same region and all that. But that's, <laughs> that's what I had to do for like 15 machines. How long does encryption take? It's not long. I mean, the no. snapshot itself takes, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes tops. And you can do a bunch of them at the same time. The, the encrypted copy, I mean, darn near instant, two, three minutes. Okay. Um, and then to create a volume from an encrypted snapshot, again, two, three minutes. So, yeah, I mean, I did, like I said, I did like 15-ish servers on Sunday. And I think it took me an hour. So, oh, that's cool. not bad. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like an hour and a half. But still, are you treating the EBS as a as a persisted permanent volume, or is it more just like scratch disk for the for the running machine? It, it's the so these are Windows servers, and it's like the root C drive 
for those. So yeah, it's, it's permanent. So that that was like last Sunday's success. And then the, the sort of the other side of this coin or the second half of my triumph here is I am moving forward on encrypting the RDS volumes. And I spent several days trying to track down the best way to do this because we, we have two database clusters that are unencrypted. One of them is like 800 gigs, I think. And the other is like 350 or something like that. So we're talking about a lot of data and to encrypt all of that would be a pain in the butt. And I was, I was horrified at first, like, oh my God, I'm going to have to, you know, create a new cluster and do the same thing that I just went through a couple of months ago to, to migrate all of that data over to the encrypted cluster. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. You have to go through even more hoops to encrypt an RDS instance, but it's going to end and there's going to be more downtime. I, I So I scheduled a maintenance window for this Saturday from like 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Hopefully I don't need all of it, right? Try to be conservative, but I'm giving myself a lot of breathing room there. So, and I'm, mm. I'm only going to do the smaller cluster this weekend, see what I can learn from that. And then hopefully... It goes well and I can just be like, okay, yeah, you know, I'll do the big one next time and it'll be even, it'll be easier. Just take a little bit longer because there's more data. So for your RDS, is it Microsoft SQL Server or what, what is it? MySQL. MySQL, okay. It's Aurora MySQL, but it, yeah, it's still MySQL. Yeah. I think, I think maybe we had to do something like that years ago. And I think what they ended up doing was they created, they spun up a read replica. And I think the read replica was using encrypted storage and basically... It would catch up, and then at one point they would just fail would, over. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it required a that little was, bit of downtime to make sure that nobody was trying to do anything while it was catching up, kind of a thing. But that was a strategy that I tried, and so I got real excited too because you can add an you you can add an, an instance to a cluster, and there's a checkbox that you can check that says this should be encrypted, an encrypted instance. And then you click the button and it creates your instance and you're like, yeah, yeah I did it. I got an encrypted reader added to my cluster and it's, it's already starting to replicate all the data over and I'll just you know, keep doing that and, and it will fail over and, and the world will be good. And then I checked and I was like, wait a minute, this instance isn't encrypted. Like they just ignored the checkbox because, no. and I mean, I get it. It's joining an unencrypted cluster and there's probably some sort of like, you know, whatever, two left hands can't shake or that sort yeah. of thing, I don't know, whatever. Classic two left hands. Um, so yeah, I don't know. But ultimately I found a way and I'm, I'm jazzed about that. So. Nice. So that's my triumph. How about you, Tim? Well, speaking of maintenance windows, I'm going <laughs> to tell you a story about a maintenance window that went really wrong. Oh no. So, so mine's a fail. So it's not my fail, but I was affected by the fail. So we, you know, we do, Payment processing. We we use multiple backend processors or somewhat of an aggregator in that regard. And there's one that we used years and years ago, and, and there's still a few customers on it. There's like one rather large customer on it. And so we get an email, you know, several emails in a row over the past month saying, Hey, we're we'll be doing some maintenance this Saturday. No downtime is expected. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, that wasn't necessarily <laughs> true. So Saturday things went really pear-shaped for a while and but you know saturday really wasn't a busy day for our customers so i just kind of went okay but then tuesday tuesday just everything just fell apart for them and so we eventually find now they tell us more information because we're like what's going on here um they were moving their stack to aws now that is not a maintenance thing. That is a major <laughs> overhaul of your infrastructure, moving from on-prem to AWS, and obviously it didn't go well because you know you we would you know 
we send a request for a payment, you know, to do, you know, charge a credit card. And there were sometimes there were, the request would take two minutes to run. But our application times out at 60 seconds. We figure after 60 seconds, you know, the person's are probably already left the page. Yeah, it was like, who has a two-minute timeout on the payment right. processor? Well, I don't think it was yeah. a timeout. It's just they were so, I don't know if they provisioned their AWS network correctly. It was just slow. Yeah, it that's just, what I meant. Like, who would be okay waiting two yeah, minutes? Like, right. if I make, like, no, that's, like, there's a yeah. problem. Yeah, there's there's a problem. And, and so it's like, all we would get back is an error message saying, you know, that the the gateway back in is is unavailable, and we look on there. They have reports and stuff. None of the reports were showing transactions, but transactions were going through people's cards because people called and said, "Hey, uh, like I saw one guy, he paid for his car insurance and it was two hundred eighty something dollars, and he because he didn't get a response, he charged six times to his debit Ooh. card. <gasps> oh no! And so oh, two hundred eighty eighty times six, and it got they charged. All went through. No, they all went through. They all went because through. it's a debit card. It's like uh, that money. I mean, you can get it back, but it's yeah, it's instantly gone. Like you can't buy groceries this week because it's gone. Sort right. Of thing. I mean, you know, so that all happened. It was only down for like two hours, but you know, we had a lot of payments going through during those two hours, mm-hmm. and so the next day it was just absolute hell because we're trying to clean all this stuff up. Trying to, you know, I, I, it's not my. I didn't do this, but. My customers are asking me what's going on. We're trying to get answers out of them. Of course, we're only one of many thousands of customers they have. So getting an answer out of them was hard. And they gave us wrong answers at first. And then they finally gave us some right answers. And so we spent pretty much, I mean, all day from early Wednesday morning to late Wednesday night, just cleaning all this stuff up. And there's still going to be cleanup for the next week or so. And then there's other weird stuff that they, rather than, some people got lucky rather than getting charged six times. Some people, rather than getting charged, got credited. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet they're not going to report that back right. to you. <laughs> yeah. Or some people, some people would get charged and then it would, they'd show up on their bank statement. And then like two hours later, you know, online, it, it disappeared. And, you know, we didn't do that. Yeah. So they're like, they, they don't know what's going on. So, yeah, it, it's a complete mess. And of course, customers are calling me and, you know, completely cursing me out and, you know, uh, yeah, it was not a good day. So, you know, the only time that I can ever remember being, I, I wasn't being yelled at directly, but I was in a meeting where people were being furiously yelled at by our CTO was the weekend that we migrated from managed hosting to AWS. <laughs> they, the team had swore up and down. They've tested everything. They've done dry runs. You know, this should take, it was like, this should take two hours, but let's do four hours of maintenance window for our customers just to be safe. It ended up having to run like the entire weekend because stuff kept breaking mm-hmm. and they couldn't figure out what it was. And oh man, like come Sunday night when the site's been down for 48 hours, CTO is just ripping into people hard. And I've, I've never been on a call like that. It was very, it was almost surreal. It was very weird. I'm sad to say I've been on many calls like that. Yeah. What's going through my head is like, okay, clearly that's not the right way to handle the situation because yelling is not going to solve the problem and, and it's mistreatment of your employees and all of that. What is the right answer? Like, you know, you have a responsibility to get the website back online. I guess the, the question is like, you know, what's blocking it and what can you do to facilitate getting it 
yeah. you know, up faster. The, the person got the most angry. Basically, his thing was, he's like, I don't know. We didn't know the scale of it, right? How many people were affected? He's like, he's like, he got really, really hot. And then at the end, I think someone else in the room was kind of telling him to calm down. Cause you know, I was answering very calmly. I didn't get, I didn't get upset. You know, I, I totally understand where they're coming from. And he's like, do we know the extent of this problem? I was like, yes, I can tell you the exact number of things that, that went wrong. You know, all, each transaction, I can tell you exactly. He's like, all right, when can you get me that? I'm like in an hour. It's like, okay. And then, you know, we ended and I sent it to him and I got a text message from him going, he, he text message the next day. He didn't apologize, but he says, I want you to know that we know that we appreciate how much you care. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that very much. And I'm like, thank you. Sorry, you had to go through this. You know, I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm in your corner on this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you were just the middle guy here. Like you, right. you were lost like they were. I'm the one they can talk to. Right. right. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was a bad day. So, but today, but today, today was, today was cool. It was a lot, it was a lot better. So, that's me. How about you, Ben? I'm going to go with the triumph, which is just that I've, I've been feeling pretty jazzed about web development lately, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, as I've mentioned before, lately I've been digging into this Hotwire framework from the Ruby on Rails world. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, I don't know. There's part of it is just the excitement of learning something new, but part of it I think is just I appreciate the philosophy of Hotwire, which is more about using the tools that you love to use and not necessarily using the hot, trendy tools. And I don't know. I've been having a good time. I've been burnt out, I think, for a while. So this is. This feels good. It's nice to find something you want to learn that motivates you to keep going with it. Because too many times I find myself in that I want to learn it, but then I don't have time and I can't keep going with it. So it's nice that you've been able to stick with it and it's still motivating you. That's cool. Yeah. And it's especially nice because I I also feel in the context of everything that's happening in the web world right now, where I do generally feel like I'm falling behind with all of the latest compilers, like everything runs on Vite and ES build and stuff these days. I don't know what any of that stuff is. I mean, I hear about it, but I've never tried any of it. I haven't tried any of these dynamics, server side rendering next kind of frameworks. So there's, there's like a lot of stuff that's happening on the edges of computing and the kind of the universal yeah. stuff that I just, I, I don't know anything about. So I would say, you know, like, it's so tough because you have to, <laughs> I, I don't want to say something that's like, you know, categorically untrue. If you want to <laughs> stay. Just like, kind of untrue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to stay, you know, modern and, and tr- try to be toward the bleeding edge, you need to try and stay aware of, you know, what, what's trending, what's popular right now, because popularity can be a sign of quality, right? But if you look at the state of JS survey that was at the end of last year, there was a huge number of like, yes, a lot of people take the survey and there's a little bit of a, a sampling bias problem. But even with the fact that like the people who are most likely to take the survey are also most likely to, you know, be interested in these more modern technologies, your yeah. reacts and, and view and all that. Even given that there was a huge number of people that still use jQuery. Right. Yeah, right? exactly. And so, you know, like so much of the world runs on the legacy platform, 
right? Like Greenfield, there's, we all have pie in the sky, hopes and dreams for the way we want to be doing things. But then we also have the thing that we have to support. <laughs> and for so many of us, that's just, you know, it's, it's old, some old Angular One app or it's a jQuery and, and Browserify and, and it's run on Grunt and Gulp and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> What whatever was cool at the time when it was yeah. written. I was about yeah. to say I remember when those were sexy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say don't 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 be too yeah. hard on yourself, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. It is nice. So Wes Boss on the on the syntax FM, one of the things that he brings up from time to time, because people ask him, you know, how do you stay on top of this stuff? And he's like, stay on top of this stuff is literally my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, don't freak out when I mention something for the ninth time. Like maybe then consider looking into it, but don't look into it just because I'm talking about it. Exactly. Yeah, because he's exactly right. Their job is to ride that bleeding edge of the wave and, you know, figure out what's cool and and what's what's useful so that the rest of us can just get that information from them and use it to make our decisions. So cool. Yeah. Feeling jazzed. Enjoying the feeling of feeling jazzed. All righty. Well, then I believe that brings us around to time to crown our champions of truth. But first, we have to figure out who they are. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess the best way to do this will be we'll go through and we'll each read our our two truths and a lie again. And the other three of us can take our guesses. We'll figure out or or we'll, we'll do the best we can to figure out which one of your statements is a lie. And then you'll reveal your lie to us and to the world. And I have the spreadsheet of people who submitted their guesses, and I will whittle that down using filtering as we go. And hopefully, we're left with a couple of champions of truth. We're just going to have one winner unless there's a tie. That- it, I figure anybody who gets all of the answers right, there's four of us, so you have to you have to be pretty on it to get all four of them right. So we'll see. We'll see how many people get them all right. All right, cool. All right, well, uh, Carol, why don't we start with you? Sure. So my three were, I crashed my Mustang and rolled it a couple times before I could legally even drive. That was one. I gained entry into a bar by telling the bouncer that the guy behind, like the guy behind me had a knife. Mm-hmm. And then I have been no trespass at Six Flags over Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for a year, right? For a year. Yeah. 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 Man, and it had season is, passes. <laughs> this is tough because like some of these I can definitely see for you. Some of them I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how, how much of a bad girl you are. <laughs> or were. <laughs> she, oh, she was. <laughs> I'm good now. She's good now, yeah. 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 Anybody want to take a guess? All right, Ben. I'm going to, so I'm guessing the lie. That's the idea. Guess, guess yeah. the lie, yeah. I'm going to say the lie is... The entry into the bar telling the bouncer there was a guy with a knife. Okay. Tim? Yeah, I'm torn between that one, the the knife, and the, the, the Six Flags Trespass. <laughs> uh, torn between those two. I'm not, I'm not buying the Mustang. I don't know too many teenagers are going to get a Mustang, you know, at like 14 or whatever. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go with the, the knife. Okay. So, yeah, I think... I could believe the knife was a true one if the guy actually did have a knife. I, c- I just can't see you <laughs> causing somebody to be like roughed up by a bouncer for for no reason other than to get by them. That just doesn't seem like a Carol thing. Oh, um, man. I mean, but but it, it could be a white lie though, right? Because yeah. I mean, like he has Maybe. a knife. She didn't say she didn't say he was 
attacking her with it. Right. He, he just had one in his pocket or something. I, I, I think honestly, I want I want I have been no trespass from Six Flags for a year to be true because I want to hear the story there. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Did we all choose knife? I, I'm going to go with knife. Yeah, I think you all pick knife, right? Yep. Which you are correct. That is actually my husband's story. Oh. <laughs> so I'll tell you his story really fast. They were at a bar one night and they were on the second floor and they decided after a few drinks, it would be funny to spit down on people. Ooh. And needless to say, they might have, you know, spat on some ranger boys and mm-hmm. army ranger boys are not nice people. So then mm. they go into the Especially club. Especially when they meant spit on. Yeah, yeah. So then they go into the club and my husband, you know, drunk and young goes, dude, that guy behind me has a knife and he said he was going to stab me and then goes past the bouncer and the bouncer like roughs up the ranger boys and kick them out. So that's absolutely Uh, my husband's story. He was avoiding a confrontation. That's pretty smart. That he caused. But yeah. Yeah. That's funny because the the Six Flags story, I got almost, I didn't get kicked out, but I was spit spit out of the sky bucket when I was like 16 uh, and it landed on somebody. I wasn't even trying to spit on it. I was just like, mm. we were hyped up and I just, for some reason I spit and man, those, those people wanted to kick, kick my butt, man. They are oh, not man. happy. I just remembered yeah. I have a spit story too. <laughs> I, I, a friend of mine and I would go to the YMCA a lot when we were kids, like over the summer and just, we weren't trying to be malicious or anything, but just because we were young, dumb kids, the, the window was open. It was an indoor pool. And we would just like, every time we were waiting in line to to go jump off the diving board or something, we would like walk up to the window and spit out the window. <laughs> and s- at some point, somebody got spit on and we got harangued into the the manager's office or whatever. And they like called our parents and they they really believed we were doing it to be, you know, mean to somebody or something like that. But it was innocent <laughs> spitting on somebody. <laughs> just dumb male spitting. So, yeah. You so boys. then... So, so then, okay, I got to hear the story. What what got you kicked out of Six Flags? Yeah, so the first year Goliath opened, which is like the biggest roller coaster, has the, the biggest drops or something. I don't know. It was all the rage. I decided I was going to get my GoPro out and record on it. And as mm. we're taking off, they're like, ma'am, you can't have your GoPro out. So then as we're going off, I take the GoPro back out. They stop the ride halfway up. <gasps> a guy comes marching up the stairs, takes away my GoPro, and security is waiting on me at the end of the ride. Oh, and wow. they es- they escort me off of the property, like take me to a golf cart, take me around the back to like private entries and stuff, take me to like their police station, like take a picture of me and go, if you show back up for a year, we will do criminal trespasses and you'll actually be arrested for it. I was wow. like, okay. Why such a huge reaction to that? Because the GoPros, I guess, had been flying off people's heads and out of their hands and hitting the uh, people behind them and causing, safety. yeah, like oh. serious damage and, and injury to people. Yeah. I was, was going to say, I've worn, yeah, I've worn a GoPro on roller coasters a couple of times, but I always, they make you use the like chest the mount chest where it's one. not mm-hmm. going to come off. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. So that was it. And then the Mustang, I, my parents used to go to car auctions and they would resell cars. And Uh, so when I was 14, I got an 87 Mustang and this is like 2000, like year 2000. So right after I got my permit, I used to drive to school 
And after school one day, I tried beating the bus and went down a dirt road and was trying to also pass my cousins. So <laughs> I drove past my cousins on the dirt road, but it started raining and I hit a ditch and just started rolling my car. But that oh, was man. true too. <laughs> yeah. Were you injured? Yeah, I actually cracked my shoulder blade and Oof. I broke my shoulder. Oh like, my God. These bones up in here. Yeah, it hurt. Every time I stood up, I passed out for the pain. I was like, oh, I also was not wearing a seatbelt. Oh, so, terrible. yeah. Wow. Teenagers in Yeah, they're, it's yeah. not a good thing. So, yeah. So, those are my two. Good job, guys, on guessing. Man. I, I wanted to pick the, the Six Flags as your lie, but I wanted it to be true. Yeah. So. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> true. Now you know. Yeah, I was trying to come up with a lie that was believable. I was like, I'll just steal one of my husband's because I know the stories well enough that I could tell it. Mm-hmm. Someone else's truth. Yeah. yeah, I could answer questions on it. Yeah. yeah. So that was, those are mine. Well, what about so you, me, Tim? Oh. Well, I, I want to filter down our list here. So the, right. the lie was that you, you the bar. came back into the bar. Okay. Yeah. So that brings us down. Who knocked out quite a few people. We'll see. There's still plenty of, plenty of people in the running here. Good, but, good, uh, good. Okay. Go Tim. So my first one was in 1998, my girlfriend was in a Super Bowl commercial as a oil valet spokesperson. I built a robot that competed in robot wars in the amateur circuit in 2013. And I lived in Scotland for two years in my mid-20s. So okay. one of those is a lie. So I think I know what it is. I, but I, I think you might be clever enough to get us on a technicality here. So I know I'm, for a fact that you have been involved with robot battle stuff. So I'm like, pick that one as my lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, but th- here's the thing, right? So he specifically called it robot wars. So if it, you know, if it was officially like BattleBots Amateur League or something like that, then that could be the technicality, <laughs> right? Or like, I know that you spent some time. Or I know that your wife is from England or she's from Sweden, like raised in England or something like that. So like, and I think that that's, if I'm not mistaken, that's where you met her. So like, there could be a technicality there. Maybe it's England, not Scotland. Right. And so there's like, I don't know where to go with this one. I think I'm just going to go with the Scotland for two years in your mid twenties. Maybe it was in your mid thirties for all I know, but. Okay. See, and I picture him being in Scotland simply for. Like a food adventure, like eating highland oh, cow yeah. testicles or something. You know? yeah. Wrapped up in <laughs> <For> two years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of different kinds of testicles. Hey, you were you were on a testicles of the world tour. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, I was going to go with Robot Wars. Well, Carol, what were you going to go with? Yeah. So I was going to go with Scotland because I feel like at one point you dated a model and I can't remember why I think that, but I thought you dated a model when you were younger. So I thought that was probably the oil of LA spokesperson. And then the Robot Wars, I know you did announcing for it. And I remember you built one i just don't know if you're getting us on years being wrong like it was mm-hmm. 2012 not 2013 <laughs> or like adam said robot wars versus like battle of the bots and i'm like oh so I, i'm gonna go with scotland i think scotland's the lie so what did you say ben what did you land i on? was gonna go with robot wars okay we are all over so the lot so so the lie is that i lived in no wait hold on yeah <laughs> 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 I lie so much. I don't remember what's true. Um, no, it's the robot wars. So I, I, I've never competed. I was the MC at these things. So I was the guy, the hype man at several com- you know, yeah. conferences for, for several years, but I didn't actually compete. 
compete with them. I, we did build one, but it never did. actually competed. Yeah. yeah. I remembered you building it, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. And I know you like announced for them, but I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah. I, so I was, the, I was the hype guy. But yeah, so that's that. And um, the Scotland one is true, but I didn't say Scotland where. It's Scotland, Georgia. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Thank sc- you. Sc- Scotland, Georgia, population 350 people. I lived there for two entire years. It was awful. I hated living there. And yes, indeed, my girlfriend was was an oil valley spokesperson. She wasn't my girlfriend when she was on the show, went on the on the ads. So I'm with my current wife, then fiance, and we're at a Super Bowl party. And uh, she looks up and goes, "Is that Holly?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> she's <laughs> on a Super Bowl commercial." Holly who I don't remember. Yeah, the, the, she's like, "Doesn't oh, hold wow. a candle to you, honey." It, it was it was not yeah it was not a comfortable car ride home. <laughs> with my fiance. <laughs> Uh, nice alright well done so Ben you want to go next sure mine are less creative here one I was born (laughs) two months premature two I have no cavities in my adult teeth and three I'm allergic to penicillin I'm going to have to go with I have no cavities in my adult teeth I don't think anybody has that kind of discipline (laughs) (laughs) I don't know some some of our listeners were saying yeah they didn't have any cavities I didn't think that was possible but yeah. Particularly as much sugary drinks as you used to drink. I don't drink any sugary drinks. <laughs> you did. You used to. Never. No, he, never no, drank sugary drinks. He drank sugar-free monsters. That's what you always. keep thinking uh, of. His energy uh, drinks were always sugar-free, though. Uh, okay. That's what it is. And see, I when I ask you the questions, you knew a lot about premature babies and about <laughs> reactions to penicillin. So I think the cavities is the lie because you knew about development of babies and you knew what hives were. So I'm going to go with cavities is the lie, too. We all agree? I, I, I'm going with premature. Uh, you went with premature. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's it's the teeth. I, I actually have more <laughs> cavity than I do teeth at this point, I think. <laughs> I have more feeling. There's like, it's like I'm more machine than I am human. I was two months premature. I was apparently tiny, could fit into my dad's hand. Aww. And uh, fun fact, he apparently he was walking into the uh, the the ICU at the, uh, at the hospital and I had ripped off my monitors somehow. <laughs> and so all the alarms You're were You're so strong. Yeah. Even then. <laughs> and my dad thought I died and he just like freaked oh out my and God. left the hospital oh. without even checking on what was going on. Wow. Oh, wow. That's heartbreaking. Uh, I lived. My gut I just lived. dropped. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> <laughs> so, and I am, I am allergic to penicillin as far as I know. I have not tested that in like 30 years. So you found out when you were a kid or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But apparently you can grow out of it, is what I'm told. It's not worth trying it as long as other antibiotics work for you, is what our pediatrician always told us, because my oldest is allergic to it as well. Mm. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. All right. I guess that brings us to me then. Yep. All right. So number one for me was I was invited to apply for a job at the CIA. I hope that one's true. I really do. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Number two is while golfing, I hit a goose in one, which is just a refresher. That is when you hit your drive and kill a goose. (laughs) (laughs) Unintentionally. And number three, I don't know my own blood type. 
So I feel like you would know your own blood type. Like we've talked about you going to the doctor and stuff. Like I feel like you would know that about yourself. Like that's something you need to know if you're going to jump out of an airplane. Like you should like (laughs) have that like across your chest. Like I am O positive. Like, you know, something should be there. And I really hope you are invited to apply for a job at the CIA. Like that could happen at college, right? Like they walk up and say, Come apply to work with us. So it's possible it's a lame story, but I feel like it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> and I just don't think you're coordinated enough to hit a goose. So, yeah. <laughs> if you had said I hit the, if you said I hit the goose while skydiving, I would have believed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going for That's the goose too. J- goose is a lie as well because I just don't see you as a golfer. Right. Neither. I mean, no, no offense if you are, but it's just like you don't seem like the kind of person who you know wants to hit, you hit eighteen holes and. I, I do it once a year just for a charity thing. And I, I, you know, I don't really enjoy it, but yeah, it, unless you maybe you're just a driving range or something, I don't know. But, but yeah, I, and I, like I, like I said, I really hope the CIA one is true. Me so too. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to wish that into the existence. <laughs> I'm going to mix it up and I'm going to say the CIA one is false. Okay. Oh, well, I can, I'll, I'll start by saying one of you is right. Oh, oh, then well, it has to be at, Ben. It has to be Ben. Because otherwise two of, of us. Right. Oh, at least. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the the lie is indeed that I was invited to apply for a job at CIA. Oh, uh, However, it's a lie because I was invited to apply for a job at the FBI. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. I so the story, the story. Yeah, the story. It, it's not that exciting of a story. So I am an Eagle Scout, and when I got my Eagle Scout, you can like send off and get like you know, a a letter of congratulations from the president. So I think I have that from like George Bush Jr. or something like that. And a bunch of other things. It's George W. Bush. He's not I'm sorry. Yes. Apologies to the the Bush family. (laughs) And uh, I think my parents sent off for a bunch of this stuff that you can get, like official congratulations and a flag that was flown somewhere, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. And one of the things that I received among all of those congratulatory things for earning my Eagle Scout rank was an invitation to apply for a job at the FBI. I guess they figure if you get an Eagle Scout, you're pretty much a goody two shoes. You probably mm-hmm. got a clean record to, to come work there. <laughs> Very cool. So the other two are true. I don't know my own blood type and, and I, I agree. I should know it and I, I should find out <laughs> what it is. Cause that would just be a good thing to know. And have it and stitched on your jump, like, like suit. I'll get it. You know? I'll get it tattooed on my chest. Yeah, you, you know go. what? If, if the shoe doesn't deploy and you hit, you know, you're, you're probably not, Putting blood in you is probably not going to fix you. <laughs> Maybe he just hits a goose, you know? You don't know. Right? Yeah. yeah. Do people ever hit flying birds while skydiving? It has happened, but it's not that common. Like, I've heard of like one, maybe two times ever. Crazy. Birds suck. <laughs> so, the, um, so, and, and so, so tell the, us about the goose then. Yeah. yeah so I, I am not a regular golfer. And in fact, at the time I did have my own clubs, but I have since sold them. And when I bought my own clubs, I literally went to Walmart and just grabbed something off the shelf. And <laughs> I had like, you know, the cheapest $80 set of yeah. golf clubs. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like my um, kit. Yeah. And, and I bought them because the place that I was working at the time had like a team building thing that it was like, you know, three or four times a year. They would, you know, pass around a sign up. And if you wanted to, you could like leave at lunch, leave at, uh, yeah, leave at like lunchtime on Friday. And everybody that signed up would go and we would go play golf at a nearby uh, golf course. And it was not a super nice golf course. And and we chose that intentionally because it being, you know, the every man's golf course, not a prestigious club meant that they didn't mind that we put a couple of coolers of beer on the back of the golf cart. <laughs> and it was an excuse to go, you know, drink beer and hang yeah. out. 
really. That's the best the part of golf, actually. And, and oh my God, I had so many like faux pas while playing because like, I was just like a, I think I was like a 22 year old kid. Like, you know, when, when you're 17, say, saying you're 22 sounds like you're an adult, but when you're 40, 22 is just like, I was just a wee <laughs> a baby. It's nothing. Um, yeah. And so like there was a, a guy and, you know, this is a guy who definitely like plays golf, right? Has nice clubs wears the the clothes and the like cleats and stuff and, and Shooter he's, McGavin. Uh, uh, he's he he's setting up and I, I think we were playing against them like we're doing like a sort of a shotgun start sort of deal and you know I'm just hanging out drinking a beer having fun and he's like lining up for his swing and I see somebody I'm like hey you know John whatever your name is and and it just so happened that he had like just started his back yeah. swing and he yeah, was so that. mad at me for like yelling while he and I'm like I get it I'm sorry I learned from that and I never did it again but like chill out dude this is not like a, a big deal we're it's we're drinking beer on a golf course <laughs> so uh but so, i did i did hit a goose right so i was a terrible golfer and you know i hit my drive and it it i guess it's sliced right so i'm right-handed which means that if i slice the ball it goes to the right mm-hmm. if i hook the ball it goes to the left i sliced and it and it went it stayed real low to the ground and it just kind of curved over the top of a hill and there was like a, a water feature <laughs> pond sort of deal on the other side of the hill and a whole like flock of geese hanging out by the water thing and I didn't even see it happen right so I just hit my drive and then I see it go over the hill and a little puff of feathers pops up above the hill <laughs> oh, no. and I walk over there I'm like well okay well where do I have to hit my my ball from I just figured I scared him or whatever and there was a goose laying dead on the ground feathers all around him you killed my golf- it? Right next to my golf ball, and the and the ball hit him in the head. <gasps> oh wow! Oh man! No wonder the FBI wanted you. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was uh, after I got my invitation to apply <laughs> at the FBI. All right, so let's see. We have one winner, what? We have one champion of truth, Dang. and it is drum roll is uh, Nathan Struts. Congratulations, long time friend of the show, Nathan Struts. Yeah, that's correct. Fantastic. Congratulations. I, I will send you something from our Redbubble merch store. I'll send Word. you a little gift. I'll, I'll get your address. I'll contact you. I, I got you on uh, all the socials. So yeah, feel <laughs> free to record and send in your acceptance speech. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Cool. Yeah. Even though we all know Adam's a murderer now. Yeah. You know, more like a butcher. Okay. Well, Nathan, we look forward to your acceptance speech. And in the meantime, I know we said we were going to talk about uh, things that we know we should be doing, but aren't. I think we've been going long enough now that we're just going to have to call it a night here because we we have a whole bunch of things that we want to talk about and it would make this into like a two hour podcast. So maybe this will be a little bit of a short one. Sorry, not sorry, but we're <laughs> going to head into the after show. So before we head into the after show... I need to let you know that this episode of Working Code was brought to you by not being prepared with a joke for the this episode of Working Code. <laughs> was brought to you by Joke and listeners like you. If you're enjoying the show and you want to make sure that we can keep putting more of whatever this is out into the universe, then you should consider supporting us on Patreon. Our patrons cover our recording and editing costs, and we couldn't do this every week without them. Special thanks, of course, to our top patrons, Monty and Giancarlo. You guys rock. Uh, if you want to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash working code pod. Your homework this week is to come join us on Discord. That is the best place to join this community and be interactive. We've had a bunch of people join this week, said hello, and had lots of opportunities to send the welcome to the party, pal, 
gif <laughs> around from uh, Die Hard. That from Die Hard. It's been it's been a lot of fun. We had a we had a Die Hard based discussion, very brief discussion, but a discussion this week that was fun, where we decided as a group that is it is it three Die Hard three is the Samuel L. Jackson, or maybe this, maybe I had this conversation with my coworkers, but Die Hard. I'm pretty sure Die Hard three with Samuel L. Jackson is yeah. is the best. Like Die Hard one, the original will always have a place, a spe- very special place in my heart. I watch it every year on Christmas Eve, but uh, three was clearly the best. Right? We we can agree on this. Uh, I did love three a lot. As join, the- join Discord and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yes. So uh, that's going to do it for us this week. We'll catch you next week. And until then, remember your heart matters, even if you're a heartless FBI goose killer. <laughs> Looking at you, Adam. <laughs> You've been listening to Working Code with your hosts, Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. We'll catch you on the next episode of Working Code.